I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome to Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis, and my co-host is Giulio Gallarotti. Giulio, how are you? I'm good, man. How I went between doing? saying G and Giulio, and it came out like Jillian. That's <laughs> that's not an uncommon mispronunciation of my name. Giulio. Giulio. That's weird. Giulio, Guilio, Wilio, Julio. Holy shit. Julio. It must be infuriating that pe- people constantly mispronounce your name. You you do get used to it. And I've I've given up. And it's it's never bothered me that much. And maybe that says something about my personality. Do you resent your parents for giving you a name that is not simple? Slightly. Especially since my dad has the same fucking name. <laughs> and he knew the whole time that like this was a problem. Like he used to just go by Julio because of this. Wow. That's yeah. Like my Funny. my mom's family thought he was Puerto Rican at first because <laughs> he called himself Julio. He spelled it with a J to make it easier. And he had a little mustache. Good heavens. I don't know if that's like fucked up of me to say, but they just thought that they just thought he was Puerto Rican. He really leaned into it. He did. Yeah. Speaking of your father, he has acquired work at Harvard. Yeah, they're in, they're they're figuring it out. Apparently, I double checked and he was like, they're figuring it out. So I don't want to like jump the gun on it. But his friend who runs one of the departments at the Kennedy School? At the Kennedy School. They're trying to bring him on board. That's so. pretty cool. So the Kennedy School is the school of government, and I was a government major. So I had a lot of uh, exposure to the Kennedy School. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. Pretty cool. The place is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm psyched for him. It'll be a cool, uh, a cool thing if it works out. When I speak about Harvard, I speak about it in awe, but not as a participant. What Meaning it's... I don't, I forget that I went there. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, I don't think that I was a student there. So when I talk about Harvard, I'm like, have I ever told you that, you know, <laughs> like I had, <laughs> my friends and I, when we talk about other Harvard students we know mm-hmm. who didn't play sports, we look at them like they are superheroes. <laughs> we're like, that kid got in on his own. <laughs> And, and and then we were in awe of them. Right. You're like, that like kid- whoa, they must be the smartest person on earth. Right, like that kid sold technology to the government when he was 13. Yeah. yeah. The people we went to school with who weren't us, which was basically like cheaters who, you know, used tennis or rowing or something ridiculous to, to just mm-hmm. beat the system and get in. We look at anyone else you know, labeling someone as a non-athlete at Harvard is like saying, well, that person, that person's a mutant. <laughs> that, I don't know how they did what they did, but that's a freak right there. Right. Or if none of like, if none of the buildings are named after their family. That's, that is, you know, it's funny. Harvard has that. Uh, I don't know how many kids at Harvard are actually... The names on those buildings are super old. I know, I know. Pennypacker and um, Dworkin and uh, <laughs> you know Weld Hall, like all the all the halls. Right. You know? I, that's just like the classic example of someone whose family donated money. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hallworthy, <laughs> uh, Forsheimer, 
Though these old, old New England names, there there were no kids. I wasn't hanging out with Bobby Forsheimer. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There weren't right. that wasn't who was there. Right. So I don't know how I'm sure there are a few true blue blood, you know, uh fucking what was the ship that the that came over? Mayflower. The Mayflower <laughs> descendants right. at Harvard. But I wouldn't I didn't know who they were. Right. You know? Um Totally dude. Anyway, dude, so congrats to your dad on <laughs> on his potential posting. That could be fun. That's a, is he excited? Does he get excited about that sort of thing? Yeah, he's like not uh like I have to to get details out of him, like I have to pry a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I realize that because my girlfriend is pretty interested in the fact that he is a professor. So she'll be like, "What is like what is he teaching this semester?" And I don't know the answer to that. Mm. And I'll be like, "I don't know." She goes, "What the what do you mean you don't know?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just don't know." Like he's like he just like doesn't talk about it that much. And we, I guess we just don't ask that often, mm. but we know roughly what he's up to. Got it. You know, and roughly, we, and, I, <laughs> and I'm interested, you know, he'll send me interviews sometimes or he'll send me and I'm, I'm, I'm interested and I read them or listen or whatever. Um, so it's interviews where thing. he's interviewed. Correct. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. interesting. I'm glad he's hitting his stride. Yeah, that's great. Academia is that wonderful uh, field where there's really no age limit. It's as if the older you get, the the better you're respected. Yeah, right, right. That's true. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. I went to visit them because I was voting earlier this week mm-hmm. in Connecticut. I have some funny stories about that. Uh, but firstly, there's some guy fixing their house. Okay. And like, they love this guy. They think he's the greatest. Mm. They love him. They're like, oh, this guy's the greatest guy. And like, he's a nice guy. But I'm like, guys, like. It's not that great. No. Like, and he uses all these like old fashioned lines on them. And they're just like swept off their feet by this guy. Both of them. Like, like uh, my dad was like saying some like stupid shit to himself, just like being goofy. And my mom goes, huh, I'm sorry. My husband's crazy. And the guy goes, he may be crazy, but he has good taste in women. <laughs> and my parents thought that was the greatest thing they'd ever heard. I'm like, guys, are you serious? Like this, like, come on, this cornball, this fucking guy. Sounds I mean, like Julio, you're a little bit jealous <laughs> that you're being replaced as the favored son. Dude, I'm not jealous. This guy's like That's their exactly age. What a jealous person would say. He's not. <laughs> he's a very. He seems like a very nice guy, but I was just surprised at the like rapport that those three have. Both yeah. my parents and the fucking guy who's building the deck well that's very funny uh <laughs> and that it's funny that that guy just comes equipped with all sorts of cheesy i don't know what you'd even call it, one-liners from Dude, I know. 1970s sitcoms. I, exactly yeah i know exactly yeah but it is impressive that this guy is single-handedly building a structure with his bare hands that's impressive to me mm-hmm. and i won't take that away from him that's really a skill that i don't have I couldn't, I couldn't build a bird box. <laughs> I couldn't, I, how many months of wood shop class, high school woodworking would I have to take to make a bird box? Right. I mean, I imagine you could do it in one semester. That was probably, that would probably be your final project. Junior year woodworking. It seems like a lot of saws <laughs> and, and things that could potentially slice open a finger. Dude, I, I used to, I, I think I mentioned this in the pod, but I've taken a couple, I took a couple of those classes in high school thinking that I would get something out of it. And you really just have to have a will to learn because especially in the auto class, like kids were just smoking salvia in the parking lot. I mentioned, I'm serious. Like it was crazy. Like Mr. Zorzi, he was a great guy, but he just like didn't have control over the. Well, 
all those manual labor tradesmen cl- classes in high school, that's where the kids go when they're not able to take AP calculus. Right, like the vocational or classes. Or have no interest in taking AP calculus. Right. And dude, it didn't help that my dad, I've mentioned this before also, but my dad's car was always in the shop. Like he knew that he could get it fixed for free if he gave it as the example for the high school. So everyone, and it was a shitty car too. So everyone would be like, dude, your dad's car is a piece of shit. Oh. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're, we're working hard here. You know? <laughs> That's sad. But dude, it's it's amazing to think though that uh, wood, wood shop and, and w- you had car mechanics? Car mechanics and wood shop. Right. So those... Cl- <laughs> Those are like the the poor man's biology classes or or chemistry classes. They won't let the meathead morons into the chemistry lab because when you fuck off in chemistry, well, when you fuck off in woodworking, you lose a finger. When you fuck off in chemistry, you burn the school down. Right. Create a bomb by accident. You're smashing beakers. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to do to utilize the eye rinsing station though. Oh yeah. The emergency eye wash station. I just envisioned a very romantic scene where I was with some female uh classmate and after school hours and we went in there and slow <laughs> music was playing. We took a very powerful shower together. <laughs> Oh, no, you've got some uh, p- potassium fluoride in your eyeball. <laughs> Here, let me get that off. Don't take your white shirt off. Yeah. Dude, that's great. <laughs> um, dude, the car that, remember the car that kept dying? It continued dying. So I tried to leave the city to go home to vote. The car died. And mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to stop a taxi driver, jump the car again. Did you pay him? No. I was thinking about, should I give this guy a couple of bucks? And I was like, no, he's just being helpful. Like, whatever. Wow, do I don't know, him? Julio. Can I get a jump? I have to pay him. It's not like no. If he's a he's taxi, my inferior. It's, it's one thing if you're asking a a you know a guy who legitimately his car time has value. Okay, fine, but he also stopped and started smoking a cigarette. He's like, I'll take my cigarette break now. <laughs> Which actually, I I actually factor that in. I find myself in, the, and I'm not trying to guilt trip you here. Okay. I find myself in this time paying people much more in tips doling out 20s more freely than i used to whether it's no i agree with that you know uh, someone who did a a very good job at something like a haircut i'm giving you know 20 dollar haircuts for tips 20 dollar tips for haircuts regardless almost of what the what the haircut costs and i'm tipping on like the the thing that they said that they turn around and it says do you want to leave a tip like the square pay thing. I'm, I usually say no, but I have been tipping on that during this time. Yeah, too. cups of coffee. Agreed, totally. You're just sort of people are, I, I don't know, I felt my that I've been a little more generous because I, yeah. I, I don't, I want these people to continue working. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't feel the need to, maybe I should have given 10 bucks or something. I don't know. But that seemed like insulting. Like I was literally just standing in the street holding up yeah. jumper cables. Yeah, but you offer and then if he says no, you back off. That's the way I handle that. All right. Well, fair enough. But so... To be con- so continuing the story, I then my dad calls me. He's like, "Hey, like I put in a sushi order on the way home. Can you pick it up?" And I was like, "Sure." So I get this is like ten minutes away from my parents' house. I stop the car, go get the sushi, get back in the car. Car won't start. I was like, "I should have fucking known this." You know, we end up getting like we got a new battery when I got home, whatever. But I'm like, "Fuck, what do I do?" So some guy in the parking lot. And this is like a dark parking lot. I'm no longer in the city. I'm like near where my parents live. Some guy comes to help me. The car won't jump. 
So now I'm like, fuck. He goes, dude, should we try to pop the clutch? I was like, I don't know how to do that. He's like, I'll show you. It's fine. He goes, just turn the car on, like sort of like, you know, when you turn the car on and the lights come on, Mm -hmm. but it's not on. He goes, do that. I'll get behind you and roll the car and then give it a little gas and then pop the clutch and hopefully it'll start. I was like, oh, like, like in Little Miss Sunshine. (laughs) Yes. Like in fucking Karate Kid. So now I'm like getting pushed from behind by some guy I don't know through a parking lot and it worked. I know. Whoa, super cool. I know. And my dad was like, you weren't even on a hill and that worked? And I was yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't know that that's what popping the clutch meant. Yeah. Well, so like my parents are like super Italian and like only drive stick shift cars because. Yep. I, I like that. You know, it's like some apparently as they claim it's a European thing, whatever. So, you know, my little mom's fucking driving a stick shift. So anybody thinks they can't learn, they definitely can. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I can drive a stick. I grew up driving it's a good skill. Sticks. It's a good skill. It's a very good skill. I don't think it's as important now as it once was. We what is it? What's hotter, being able to roll a joint or or drive a stick? Stick shift, stick shift. Because there are plenty of girls that are not turned on by a guy who can roll a joint. That's true. That could be a turn off. If a guy rolled a really nice joint, you might say, "Well, what are you doing here? You know, we're right, going right. cool skill, dude. We don't need to. We don't need you to do that <laughs> whatsoever. That's really not that sweet. <laughs> um, dude, you know we're. Here's the thing, listeners of Oops the Podcast. We um it's Friday right now, so we we're going this episode's coming out on Tuesday. We had intended last week to record on Monday and Wednesday, and we wanted to record on Wednesday because we didn't want our Thursday episode to air where we didn't address who had won the presidential election. But when Wednesday rolled around, it was very clear that there was going to be no announcement. Right. And it wasn't even going to be sort of clear who might win yes. at that point. And we don't like banking episodes and then releasing them very far from the time when we recorded. We like to be on top of the stories. Right. But once Wednesday rolled around and there was still no announcement, we said, okay, well, then I guess... What's right. the point? <laughs> right. And so now it's Friday and we're recording for next week because uh, we have plans for next week. And we still don't really have an announcement. It it certainly looks like Biden's on his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's knocking on the door. So, uh, you know, for Biden fans, congratulations. For Trump fans, uh, four more years, four years from now, he can he can run again. He could pull a Glo- Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. I, I wrote a tweet about this. <laughs> I believe the 23rd and the 25th president, Chris, if you can fact check that. Interesting. Grover Cleveland. This, um, there was a scenario where Trump comes back in four years, and this is, unfortunately, this is how much of a crazy scenario this is. If Biden were to step down in 2024. 22 and 24. Sorry. Interesting. Sorry for interrupting. That's okay. If Biden were to step down, as he said he might do, to let Kamala run in 2024, she might run against Trump, wow. who, if he were to win, he would be undefeated against women candidates, <laughs> but 0 for 1 against male candidates. Oh my God. Something, it feels like he would hate that statistic or that fact. No, I think he would love that. <laughs> that he lost to a man, but, can, but won against the women. Like, oh, that's I feel a like different way of phrasing in it. In his like, misogynist viewpoint. Yeah. I I think it would be unfortunately it's like Trump can only beat women, which would really be women would not like that. 
I, I guess Trump wouldn't like it either. <laughs> I'm just saying that that is how much of a nightmare, like a nightmare scenario. <laughs> there, there was a part of me that thought, you know, if if we're facing that, we might as well just get Trump over with for another four years. But interesting. I don't know. I I don't want to get too um, partisan here. Uh, people can obviously glean our political leanings. I think from things we've said, but. Well, dude, that's funny. The thought of that's funny, though, because like, you know, Sleepy Joe, which I feel is a great nickname. Like, that's a very funny nick. I mean, Trump's a funny Trump's funny. Like, you can't take that away from him as Mm -hmm. you know, I know he some people don't love him very much or whatever, but he's he is funny. But it would be funny if, uh, you know, he's running against Kamala and then Biden just starts tweeting and calling him Dainty Donald. (laughs) He's like, you can't take uh, you can't take down a man. Dude, it's so funny, too. Like now social media, I know social media played such a big part in the last election. But it feels like now that since this election has been so drawn out, funny things are happening. Like funny people are getting their 15 minutes of fame. Like mm-hmm. one of those people is John King. Yes. The guy, the map guy on CNN. He's relentless. And it's brought up so many thoughts. I mean, like this guy, apparently as of yesterday, which was Thursday, he had only slept six hours since election day. I don't understand it. I don't understand how he's not just melting down. I know. And it's funny to me. I just picture the director talking with like some of the producers being like, we got to take King out of there. We, he's gassed. And they're like, no, let him, let him pitch another yeah, inning. Yeah. He's got 30 more pitches yeah. in him. And then like <laughs> 20 minutes later, he just starts dropping N-bombs or something. They're like, no, we should have pulled him. Pull him, pull him. <laughs> his brain is His brain is uh, Dude, I'm so curious what he looks like in normal clothes. Yeah. His body is very deceptive. I mean, he has a, he has a big robust ass too his flap and his suit just can't be contained he's just got a strong ass and he just looks muscular but i can't tell if he's like jacked or just like has a normal dad bod yep yep i i get curious about men's bodies too (laughs) very much so um and there's nothing i find more exciting than discovering that a man whose body you didn't expect to be good turns out to be really good it's an exciting moment that's really a nice thing but at the same time, I don't like finding out that men whose bodies I thought were very good are not. <laughs> the key one there to me is Tom Brady. Oh, he doesn't have a good body? Oh, dude. Oh, my God. It's just a big sort of single-shaped really? tube of toothpaste. Oh, my gosh. Oh, He's Lord. just a big tube of toothpaste. With a fucking, that that arm, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he should, you'd think. But then again, I would say that a lot of the quarterbacks in the NFL, I mean, especially when you compare them to the bodies of running backs, receivers, defensive backs, they're not, they don't tend to be super ripped. And I don't know if that, Brady Quinn was the one example where, you know, I remember that shirtless photo of him. This is a sports talk, we don't really do this. But uh, Browns quarterback, Brady Quinn, he was so jacked. And then, of course, he had a horrifically mediocre NFL career. Um, but I don't think that uh, Aaron Rodgers' body is particularly cut up. Right. And I can't imagine Ben Roethlisberger's body is. Either. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. I bet Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I was going to say it's body. more like the running style quarterback. Running style quarterbacks have. tend right. to have. They yeah, tend to be a little more right. sort of sprinter type bodies. That makes yeah. sense. Um, but I agree with you, man. It's a nice surprise. And I honestly think it's a good way for a jacked guy to play it, mm-hmm. to play the like not to show off the body. It like makes it much more impressive because like people can tell, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you're wearing like teeny tiny little shirts, it's like weird. Mm. You know, I think like, I think it's good to kind of be low key with your good body and then like you'll impress any sexual partner you have. Yeah. Opinion. 
Well, I'll say this, you know, I've, I've talked about this back in the gym. Uh, and the gym I go to is in Chelsea. So it attracts a predominantly gay clientele. And there is a lot of leering, mm. a lot of leering. But right now, there's a very interesting thing going on, which is that it's hard to tell what is causing the leering. Dude, I, that was the next thought I had. This is great. So one of the things that might be causing the leering is some guys are better than others about wiping down the equipment after they uh, use it. I didn't it. even think of that. So there's a there are all kinds of liquid stations and sprays, and there's a there's you are told specifically that you need to wipe everything down that you touch after you use it. With the, using the wipe dispenser that's across the gym. Well, they've got they've got those trash barrel looking things yeah. with the 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 wipes rope of out. wet wipes that you pull out. Yeah. And I'll use those for convenience sake, but there are also <laughs> the spray disinfectants, right. and then a big brown roll of toilet paper, such that you might see at a truck stop bathroom. Right, but you did it, but dude. That was funny, by the way, when we pulled the wipe. That looked like a fucking like arrogant matador. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. With a flourish. <laughs> it continues. Right. So I I was riding I was doing the rowing machine as a warm-up, and sometimes I'll forget. To wipe it down. But I'll go back once I remember. And I went back and did it. And uh so but there are guys who are, you know, we're all working kind of close to each other. And you see guys judging each other or leering at each other based on how well they think the previous user of the machine wiped down the machine got it and there's nobody's said anything yet i haven't seen that but i can tell i i definitely wipe much more comprehensively because i'm afraid of you know incurring the wrath of a a yeah, ne no, the next totally. user and that's good you know what i mean but I, the the two leering possibilities that i was considering are much more obvious ones. The first being muscle envy, mm -hmm. being, wow, that guy's, you know, deltoids or whatever are very impressive compared to mine. How does he do it? But of course, being the Chelsea gym, it's also like maybe I'll catch this guy in the steam room later. Right. We can have a good old time or whatever. Right. Because that shit does happen. I mean, I, you know, I used to go to a gym around, I think it's the same gym. You go to the one, the, the crunch, the crunch. on 23rd. Yeah. And that used to be David Barton's. Yeah. And dude, yeah. that was a, I mean, that was a, the real deal in there. I have no problem whatsoever knowing that my gym doubles as a cruising spot. Yeah. I don't care either. That in fact, it, it almost, I, I almost think it gives it more value to me. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I would, I would like to work out at a gym that gay men consider a hot spot for attract you know that's like to me that's playing in the big leagues <laughs> i don't want to go to some gym with a whole bunch of straight people i know just ew. straight men and women kind of just like fighting through their workouts being, holding on being boring men mansplaining technique to women dude gay men work you gotta, out you gotta yeah they gay terrible. men work out as if it's like it's a joyful experience yeah, it's a it seems to be something that is just part of their life and they all do it. They all look so good doing it. Their bodies are tremendous. <laughs> tremendous. I, I do muscle envy. I am at a point now where it's less muscle envy and more muscle admiration. 
like that. I admire a lot of these men. I will say I'm not a big tattoo guy. And there are a bunch of beefcakes that I would be admiring more, except that they have these crazy, crazy back tattoos that are just almost the from shoulder blade to shoulder blade. <laughs> like angel wings or a huge, dragon? Huge, just huge, intricate tapestries of ink mm -hmm. that go, that cover, it's too much. Mm -hmm. Because then you can't see the muscle definition as much. Mm -hmm. If your entire bicep is shrouded in tattoo, I can't see the shadow or the indentation from where the shoulder ends and the bicep begins. You need to give me that. Right. I need that to be a clear runway. You know, I want that. I want that to see where it ends. <laughs> I like that, dude. Yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. um, dude, this is, a, this is a separate thought from uh, something we were talking about earlier. I saw one of my high school teachers when I was voting. He was like working as a, as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. um, and I hadn't seen him since high school. And I remember, because I voted in my old middle school, which was crazy to be back. I haven't been back there since wow. high school because they were conjoined. Now it's a police station, but it's the old middle school building and it was in the gym. Uh, and I remembered that this teacher, I was in his class during 9-11, which is a pretty, wow. I saw it happen in this guy's class to which he just, he starts muttering to himself. He starts going, oh boy, oh, Middle East is going to be in big trouble. <laughs> Ooh, he just started like, like kind of like pacing Sounds like around Rudy the class. Giuliani. I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you sounded just now. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani, dude, what a character! That did guy. you watch all of Borat? I did. I finally watched the rest of it. How did you feel? You know, it's too it's it's too long. Mm, I got I just got tired of it being what it was. Right. It was very good, very I liked good. It. Yeah. I just don't have the attention span anymore. I feel you. One thing I found so funny, it was like the inception of character acting because mm -hmm. he's playing a character who's in disguise. Mm -hmm. The character is in disguise. That is hilarious to me. That's and and the costumes were hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like that hair. Yeah. They've had to do that because Borat himself was so famous. Right. Because he, he's too famous. Like yeah. People completely recognize him or whatever. Right. And it's insane. I don't know. So... um. You went back to your high school to vote. Oh, yeah. Yes. Your middle school to vote. Correct. And you saw your your teacher. Mm -hmm. Did you how'd that go? Dude, my so my dad is starting to get to the point where he's like a liability to bring around in public. Like he'll just start <laughs> like dude, he really is just a trailblazer, dude. Like he comes in, he starts going, like we see these two people walk by, he goes, Who do you think that guy's voting for? I was like, Dad. <laughs> he goes, Come on, is it come on? Did you tell me? I'm like, Dad, stop. It's fine. And then I go, Hey, I think that's a Mr. Dupuis. And he just immediately goes, Hey, Mr. Dupuis. <laughs> and we're all wearing masks. And he goes, my son is over there. So I'm like, fuck, I had to talk to him. And he goes, oh, yeah, he's, he hasn't changed. <laughs> I was like, this is, <laughs> you just can't bring the guy anywhere, dude. Like, he really is Parents difficult. are so much more, um, I guess, open about the political stuff. They're, they're the type of people who, I, I don't know if it's because they've just been around they only surround themselves with friends of, of like-minded political leanings. But my parents, it doesn't seem like they can imagine that there's a world where anyone's not of their same mindset. Right, right, right. They've become more and more entrenched in their ideology as yes. they've gotten older. And it's exactly like you said, that enables them to speak more openly and boldly about who someone's voting for. Totally. And I don't know if, if my dad being a government professor uh, 
you know, affects that in a unique way. It mm-hmm. may, but he certainly has all has never been shy about it. He's not like a dick or condescending, but like if people challenge him, he's happy to like discuss. Right. And usually pretty civilly, but I've seen people get him heated. Uh, one of my aunts used to really get him going. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. But I don't know if I ever told told this story on the podcast, but dude, did I ever tell you about what happened when we went golfing? No. So dude, we went golfing this summer and we're on the first hole. Okay, now my dad, again, he he's he's a good dude, but he overdoes it with with him thinking that the world is at his disposal. Mm-hmm. We show up late for our tea time. He doesn't care. He goes up to the thing. He's like, hey, can we go now? The guy's like, sure. He starts just letting people play through. And the guy controlling, it's like, what are you doing? He goes, we're letting them play. He starts fighting with the guy. I'm like, dad, Jesus. Letting them play through on the first tee? Yeah, because he he doesn't want anyone behind him. We're on like a nicer course. than He, like, he started to play on much nicer courses over the past few years. <laughs> but he's still not willing to not be able to completely take his time. Uh-huh. He goes, we didn't have time to warm up. So we're going to take a couple balls off the tee, too. I'm like, okay, fine. So he he's a pretty good golfer. Like, he's... He he's like close to being. He's, you and he are probably similar. Wow, he's very very good. Did you shoot in the seventies? Yes, and he's in like a league, and he's really and sometimes good for him. He'll like shoot under par on nine. Like he's good. Oh goodness he's me! Good yeah, player. yeah, that's very good. Anyway, he starts having a really bad hole though off the first team. <laughs> yeah. So he starts taking his time. We get on the green, and he kind of like starts looking at his putt. He starts lifting his putter, lining it up, and we just hear from the fairway, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" No. Some guys were like pissed off. He was taking his time. Uh-oh. So he puts his putter down. He looks at them. He goes, you got something to say? And oh, I'm like, this is oh. the first hole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm trying to putt here. You got something to say? And then he goes, you know what? Play through. Play through. So the guys start playing through. Uh, for those of you who don't golf, it means you just let the people behind you continue playing. And then you go after them instead of before them. Yeah. Um, so we're sitting there. And my dad's kind of like not saying anything. And then he just starts shit with the guy. He goes, you know, I'm allowed to be a bad golfer if I want. And the guy's like, you know, you were taking all time. He goes, he goes, I just knew how this was going to go. He goes, I'm allowed to do that. He goes, I'm allowed to do that if I want. They start getting at it, going at it, going at it. I'm like, all right, guys. Okay. I start going, okay, guys. As the guy starts walking away, my dad goes, I know who you'll be voting for this November. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> and then, dude, for the rest of the day, like these guys are on the green and my dad's just getting ready to hit. I'm like, dad, wait for the guys. He goes, fuck those guys. He goes, Fuck him. He goes, you think I care? I don't fucking care. <laughs> dude, it was great. I was like, this is... This I is, love this. Dude, it was pretty good. There's, I mean, there's also... I, I want to break this down, though, because <laughs> your dad... Your, your dad probably thought he was won... But saying <laughs> I know who the, I know who you're voting for, like, that doesn't really offend those people, I don't think. 100%. He also didn't have to go there. And when he said that, the guy goes, oh, my God. She's yeah, like, oh, right, oh right, God. right, right. It was pretty well, funny. Right. But but here's here's the other thing. Him letting them through 
is them getting what they want. No, I know. But it's also him getting what he wants. Because Some, now he gets to take his time. Exactly, exactly. But he was like, no, 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 fine. You guys go ahead. Right, right, right. And if right. someone said that to me, I'd be like, thank God. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? If I'm trying, if they're annoyed that he's taking so long, being let through is a relief. I That's what I hope for. Dude, totally. And the other detail that I mentioned, which was really funny, he goes, you got something to say? And the guy closer hadn't said it. It was the guy behind him. And the guy goes like this. And the guy in the back goes, it was me. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> Dude, there are clips of uh, there are clips of fights that happen on golf courses. I'm sure, man. It and just doesn't need to be like it's that. It's all that stuff. It's yeah. people hitting into the group in front of them, people taking too long. You know, it's supposed to be this calm, fun, beautiful day outside, and it, it just can quickly turn into... If there's a violation of like the etiquette or the unwritten rules of golf or pace of play stuff, all of that, you know, can really irk people. And totally. I will say that I have always longed to be in a golf course dispute like that <laughs> because there's no place on earth where I have more confidence that I would win a fight right. than on a golf course. Right. Some fat cigar smoking older man. Right. What is he gonna do? I, I would throw him in a water hazard, and it would be <laughs> fucking hilarious. And then you'd have to save him. If if it were <laughs> if it were about to go down, I would tell whoever I was playing with to start filming, because you you know it's gonna be a hysterical viral video. You guys just dude, that is really funny. Yeah, that is true. Now there's a great scene in the movie Sideways with Paul Giamatti. Uh, have you seen that movie? I have. I don't remember what happens. That's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, where the group behind them hits in and they're having a discussion. And then the guy gets out of the car. They start driving towards him. The, or he, he puts a ball down and tees it up and then hits it back at the group behind. <laughs> and then they start driving towards him and he pulls the driver out of his bag and starts running out, swinging it <laughs> over his head and screaming. And it's like you can you just have to out crazy that's how you that's how you ward off a lot of physical conflict. It's true. Just out crazy the crazy. Right. Just just start screaming and be the same way you fight off a bear, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Out crazy the crazy. Now, there are certain places on on earth where you can't out crazy the crazy. Uh, the subway, you're never going to out crazy the crazy. That's a tough subway. place to do it. But on a golf course where things are dignified and and there's a schedule and there are expect uh, there's a dress code for God's sakes. <laughs> It's very easy to out crazy the crazy on yeah, the golf course. That's very funny, dude. And you know, it's funny too. Like my dad could have just let them. Like we would have ended up letting them play through anyway. The guy didn't have. I thought that my my dad absolutely was taking his sweet time mm -hmm. to a point that was unreasonable. Hundred percent agree. But you don't have to scream. You got to be fucking kidding me. Like they're gonna end. I see the guy one hand on his hip, one hand on his six iron. We're gonna let him play through. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Like it right. doesn't need to come to that. So I'm wondering, like, do you have strategies? to avoid confrontations on the golf course. Well, if you're the group in front, it, it's very good that you guys were aware at least that they were behind and that they were playing fast, right? First of all, if you are a group of four and there's a two ball, there's two people playing behind you, you should let them through no matter what. Right. Um, there are exceptions, obviously. It's like if, if, if there's just another four ball in front of you and another four ball in front of that, so this group would have to play through like three of you, that's just the the pace of the play on the course that day. Nobody's going anywhere. Right. It right. is what it is. And that's fine. Um, but 
that whole playing through thing, man, it's it's really it's really a crazy thing because when a group lets you play through, there is no shot in golf that is more stressful than when you've been, when you're in the group that is being allowed <laughs> to play through and you have to tee up while this group is watching you. Totally. Because you know they're judging you. Right. right. And if you hit a bad shot, they're like, I can't believe we let this loser play I through know. us. <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Quick. You have to. But then at the same time, if you absolutely rope one down the middle, you feel more validated than you've ever felt. Like, that's right, motherfuckers. Right. This is who I am. <laughs> yeah. Dude, 100%. you know, now you're never going to, you're not going to see me. I'm going to zoom off like Wiley e. Coyote because I'm a god of golf. <laughs> I'm going to be done before you guys have even made the turn, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. Um, I forgot an important detail, actually, about, and this is another classic example of the mood my dad was in that day. They tried to add, who's the guy who, like, decides when everybody goes? What's that guy's Starter. So the starter tried to add a guy to our group, and my dad goes, no. (laughs) Yeah. He goes, no, I'm playing alone. The guy goes, but yeah, he goes, I'm playing alone, so that guy can go, which is, again, like, you you would have allowed that because you're supposed to, right? Yeah, at at public courses, it was a public course. It was a public course. But it was like you, a nice you don't course. you don't really have a choice on a busy day right you don't have a choice i know if they're crowded they need to fill out four balls and that frankly frankly once you can get on board with that it actually makes the round more pleasant totally because it um it means that you are in a group of four and presumably most of the groups are in the max group of four and therefore it helps the pace be consistent because instead of waiting for the group in front of you, you're waiting for someone in your group. And you right. could play a match. You could make it interesting. You get to know somebody. Typically, people are in a good mood. Yeah, it sucks if, you know, I hate to say this, like two old, an, you know, an old couple joins you, like a couple 80-year-olds, and you're just right. watching them bunt it down the fairway. <laughs> you're trying to make small talk. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. You're like, so uh, you have any kids? What? You're yeah. like, all right, Jesus. And they're looking for their <laughs> ball, and they're t- they can barely get the club over their head without telescoping their spinal cord. <laughs> Those things, that, that sucks. Yeah. And that'll happen. But, you know, I hate to say it. That's just one of those situations where, where private golf is just way more comfortable. Because they, they, you're paying for its con- convenience and comfort. You're paying for the convenience and comfort. Yeah. There it is, dude. So, uh, but the last thing I would say to to your dad's point, (laughs) the fact that he said, I'm allowed to be bad at golf again, it doesn't sound like he is bad at golf. He's not. He was having a terrible. So I'm surprised that he gave them that he doesn't care. Like, and that's one thing I really admire about him is like, he obviously doesn't care what people think, but, (laughs) but he also doesn't care about the idea of like someone judging him and being like, Mm -hmm. he's not going to be like, I'm normally. I'm normally really like he just does not. He truly doesn't give a fuck at all. Yeah. Which is I'm impressed by. But he given how good he is in all likelihood, he's probably better than the group behind him. Most likely. And my pride would not have allowed me to concede something like that to just be rabbit myself. Right. You know, I am white trash. I do suck at golf. I do live in a trailer with my mom. What are you going to do? And just cut the rug out from under them. You know, dude, that is fucking like insult great. yourself to the point where they have nothing left to, right. to throw at you. But dude, it was funny at one point, like he watched it, watch them tee off. He'd be like, these guys fucking suck. Yeah, <laughs> like he would. He did make yeah. some comments like that. Yeah, but it's funny. One of them tried to actually make peace with us. And it must have been the other guy because like I lost my ball in one of the holes 
and I found it in the, they put it in the hole. That's really rude. Is it? No, I forget, I forget how, but like somehow it made sense that they had done that. Oh, like, okay. I don't know. I see what you're saying. It would make, like if they, I forget how, the, how it there's happened. a, there's kind of a, there's kind of a very passive aggressive move that people will do where, you know, if, if you're the group ahead and then the group behind you hits a ball into you, into your group, whether it's because they've really mishit one and you're like on the next hole and mm-hmm. it just it comes over to your group. Uh, and if they especially if they don't yell for mm. um, and the ball comes in towards you, you pick up the ball and put it on a tee. That's a rude move. It's like uh it's like you're pissing on their face, like their oh, ball. Oh wow! Do people do that? Oh yeah, it's happened to me a couple times. Jesus! Now, one time it happened to me in Scotland where I hit a drive <laughs> so far, and it just kind of caught the slope and rolled on a par four and mm. rolled to the green. I couldn't even. They were over a hill, and I couldn't even see that they were on the green. And it just it it, it was never gonna hurt them because it was rolling for so long. The, right. You know, the fairways in Scotland are cement, right. so it just rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled up onto the green. It was you know. And spectacular right. drive onto the green and almost as a and a, it, at that time it was like a, a nod of appreciation where they put my ball on a tee for me on the green that was that was rude not i would say that they, they were being playful and being like hat gentle hat tip gentle hat tip great Small drive tip. but be careful we're ahead of you you should have waited a little longer till we had cleared the green if you knew that you could hit the ball as far as you do mm. Usually you're supposed to know your own ability. Right, right. You know what I mean? Which is like why when I play with my dad, he always tees off first with the two of us. Because if there's a group ahead, he doesn't hit it as far as I do. He'll tee off, and that allows me to wait a little longer and let the group clear. Right. Because I hit it a lot farther than he does. Right. Yeah. makes sense. Dude, it's funny. Scottish people stress me out sometimes. Like, I was talking to some Scottish guy once. And he started getting mad at me that I wasn't like having strong enough opinions. Like I was just agreeing with, I was agreeing with him and he goes, come on. He's like, what do you fucking stand for? Like he was just all mad. Good. He was just all, he's like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like urging yeah. me to be more controversial. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like when people will try to bait me into debate. I'm chilling, dude. I yeah. don't want to fight. Yeah. Let's not fight. I'm glad you want to fight and you enjoy this, but I don't. Yeah. I think that, I think that it's important to distinguish between, um, wanting to avoid kind of conflict or or difficult conversations and and apathy right right just because i don't want to engage with you politically doesn't mean that i don't have my opinions maybe i just don't think you deserve to know them right right you know totally and i i think that that's important because a lot of people say that to not post on social media is you know, you're irresponsible. There's this big wave right now of like, uh, social media influencers feeling, feeling required or obligated to post about social issues. And I almost think that that's worse. You should post about them if you believe in them and if you feel strongly about them, but to do it as paying lip service, because you fear that your, your followers will come after you. If you're like, why aren't you speaking up about this? Why didn't you post a black box? for Black Lives Matter. Why didn't you do this? Well, to do it as just because as a to check the box, you know, that to me that's like that's worse. Totally. That, um, I feel you, dude. And I I feel like 
by doing something fucked up, I understand the fear of doing something that people get on you for, but I don't understand people getting on you for things that you're not doing. Correct. And granted, you have a platform, and and if you have something you believe in, it's great to express and get behind good causes and all of that. But I don't think that you need to. You should be told that you're wrong for not doing it. Right. Like you said, that's Hoops the podcast, everybody. Uh, check out our Instagram. Check out our YouTube. Uh, send us shit. Oops, the podcast at gmail.com. Your problems, your questions. We love to hear all of it. And uh, Francis, you got anything else? No, that's it. All right. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>